Welcome to the Recovery Executive Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Jaworski. The Recovery Executive Podcast is the only podcast for addiction treatment center executives, owners, directors. We focus on trends in the field with a particular emphasis on the business aspect of the centers. So how do you grow your center in order to help more people? As always, the Recovery Executive Podcast is brought to you by Circle Social Inc., growth experts within the field of recovery and addiction treatment. Far more than just a marketing agency, as we all know, inquiries is not the be-all, end-all. It's what you do with the inquiries that make your center successful in order to help more people. And so they help with everything from alumni programming to admissions operations and referral building, anything and everything that will help your center grow. If you're interested in learning more about them, check out their website at circlesocialinc.com. Today I'm interviewing Andre Rosin. He is the CEO of Future Now Detox, and they run a particularly interesting aspect of their program uh, referred to as NAD. And I don't know what that stands for. It's a really long scientific name. Uh, he'll have to tell you about that. But I did not know anything about it before meeting Andre, and so I was interested in learning a bit more about it. I told him up front that you know I was very fairly skeptical. Uh, there are a lot of fad treatments that come about in the recovery space, and I'm a more evidence-based person. So Andre will get into the aspects of what it is, its history, and how it works for them and their patients. But this fits into a larger trend within the field. We see a big move towards health in general, right? Whether it's exercise, eating right, nutrient supplements, all that kind of thing. So NAD really fits into that aspect. And that's why I wanted to learn a little bit more about because it is a new trend that's coming up in the field. About halfway through the interview, we'll then start looking at the business aspect of things. So Andre has actually been very successful. Their center is fairly new, but they've tapped into a demographic of people that are specifically looking for NAD treatment. And because of that, they are basically operating in a space with a unique, I guess you could say program, uh, no competition. Often when I'm talking to others in the space, especially clients, I talk to them about the value of niching down, of focusing on a very specific demographic of people. Most centers are jacks of all trades when it comes to addiction treatment. They do everything from gambling to social media to eating disorders to your standard substance abuse. And that can actually work to their detriment because you're competing with everyone else. So Andre will talk a little bit about how they've been successful by focusing on such a very small, um, narrow demographic and how that's worked for them. So without further ado, let's meet Andre and get started. Hey, Andre, thanks so much for coming on the Recovery Executive Podcast. I appreciate you having, or appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us who you are? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me. My name is Andre Rawson. I'm the CEO and the founder of Future Now Detox out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Well, fantastic. And I have you on the show because I'm really interested in a particular kind of treatment that you offer there. And um, it's not exactly new, right, as I'm sure you'll get into. It's been around for a while, but it's NAD. Uh, so can you please tell us you know, a little bit about the history and, and what NAD is and, and how it connects to addiction treatment? Sure, absolutely. So first, it's probably best to kind of uh, dive into the history of it um, okay. to, to, to kind of get the understanding where it's coming from. Uh, and originally, a couple British biochemists uh, have discovered uh, niacin, and they, they did it in 1906. And um, 
they did it through, um, um, you know, extracting of the um, of the yeast, you know. And it's very interesting that um, uh, they, they noticed adding boiled and filtered yeast extract accelerated the alcoholic fermentation. At that point, they called it, as a matter of fact, co-fermenting. Uh, and um, uh, further on, in 1938, there was uh, um, the scientist Conrad Avalham that uh, was able, through anti-black song activity, I see that the vitamin precursors of NAG plus were forming nicotinamide. So uh, basically what NAG is is a coenzyme, uh, but it also acts as a neurotransmitter. And um, just not, not to go into these scientific terms and all of that stuff, basically NAG is what you have, what I have, what everybody that listens to us have in their own body. It's still part of your body. On the molecular level, NAG is a fuel that oxidizes our cells. So uh, basically, in, in the school, we go through a process called NADH. Okay. And, and through those processes, basically, on a very, very small molecular level, our cells, our mitochondria, fuel up with oxygen. And that's really what it is. You know, oxygenation or fuel of our cells is the NAD process. So we go through that process constantly, nonstop. However, it's been proven that people that have mental health or addictions have a very low NAD level. Everybody, after the age of 40, get their NAD levels depleted. So there is, uh, there is a, a lab called Calisco created by Google that already has an investment of over $1.5 billion. And Google is doing it pretty secretively. You can go on, on uh, internet and kind of do a research, but it's called Calisco. And uh, Google is the one that's really uh, pursuing that because they understand that NAG has anti-aging faculties. So everybody after the age of 40 needs to uh, up their NAG level. And the only real ways for you to uh, get your NAD levels up is through fasting, through exercise, physical exercise, and through the lots of sleep. Okay, and so even let's connect this back to kind of the addiction treatment piece. So, I mean, you kind of covered a lot of uh, chemical processes in there and things that my wife, as a chemical engineer, would be a lot more familiar with than I am. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But so. How, how does this factor into treatment? I mean, are you guys using it as part of a detox? Is it just kind of a supplement? Like, what is the value of NAD as a treatment modality or as part of a treatment program? Okay. So the way we utilize NAD is, and uh, by the way, there's a lot of different ways that NAD uh, can be uh, uh, consumed. Uh, there's seven different ways that you can consume NAD, okay. from tablets to shots to uh, IV drips, that's what we really do because we believe it's the most effective way to uh, vape, to uh, nasal spray that we give to all of our patients for the aftercare, uh, to uh, cream topical, and to hormone palettes. So we utilize NAD uh, to our patients for the detoxification purposes. We also provide concierge services for the anti-aging faculties. Uh, but mostly, uh, 
uh, our clients that come in with uh, alcohol withdrawals, opiate withdrawals, benzodiazepine withdrawals, synthetic withdrawals, cannabis withdrawals, are able to alleviate uh, and get much better with uh, NAD detox compared to regular medical detox. And the biggest difference I see in those two regular medical detox, which we also do, and the NAD detox, is that with NAD, a client actually becomes, on a comprehensive level, becomes much more crisper, clearer, and more present. So when you say that, you know, how, how are you basing that judgment? Are you giving an assessment? Are you kind of doing some tests? Or, you know, where is that information coming from? Okay. So if, if you assess both patients, and a regular medical uh, patient uh, and <coughs> an NAD patient, the first, the NAD IV protocol is usually 10 days plus of IV. The regular uh, opiate protocol, depending on the usage, is somewhere between 7 to 10 days protocol. So when the NAD patient arrives to us and gets on the IV protocol, within 28 to 48 hours, their constipation goes away, they fall asleep, and they have appetite. That's really unheard Majority of the medical, regular medical protocol uh, opiate patients, when they arrive for the first three to five days, they stay in the bed. Uh, they're going through uh, a, a lot of uh, insomnia. They're going through a lot of sweat. They did just, it's, it's a total hell. So there's, there's a difference you see visually immediately. Now, day six and seven, majority of my NAD patients, what I call, go through the stage called growing the wings. Uh, they, at that point, become, become able to go to all of, most of my patients go to the groups on a day four. You know, but day six and seven, they feel so present that they actually ready to start participating in the groups, start doing psychodrama with our psychodrama therapist. They start uh, working with the therapist one-on-one. They really become very engaged. And that's really where we jump in and start working on their continuum of care. Okay, so I think it's more we, to clarify there. You know, so NAD is, is, sounds like it's part of your detox protocols, maybe help people get um, a little bit clearer or, you know, lessen, sorry, lessen withdrawal symptoms a bit quicker. But then you're still offering a full standard continuum of care, Absolutely. psychotherapeutic services, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a believer of whole team that if we do not provide a continuum of care for our patients, we're going to fail them. Okay. The understanding has to be that there are three components of our treatment. One of them is brain restoration, which is regeneration of the cells through NAD. That's really what the process is about. Uh, by oxidizing cells, you regenerate them. Second one is your gut. We believe that what you intake is more than 80% of all of the outcomes. And then the third part is the clinical. And under clinical, we specifically <coughs> mean changing your thinking, mindset, and outlook on life. And basically, your turnaround. That, that takes time. That is a process. And it's super vital for all of our patients. So if you combine all those three things together, we, I believe that we have a chance, a higher chance for our clients to succeed. Okay, and you've been involved in the addiction treatment space for a while, correct? So this this is your new venture that started in the past year or so, but you have been in an addiction field for a while, correct? So kind of what got you involved in the NAD aspect versus what you were doing before? 
Uh, so I, I'm going to recover. I'm in long-term recovery. I'll be 12 years in October. And uh, for five years of my first five years of recovery, I volunteered at the treatment center that I went through in Gilray Beach. And I went there every Friday night and I brought meetings and I worked with guys one-on-one absolutely freely and voluntarily. So that was from 2007 through 2011. Okay. In 2011, I, in August, I started working on opening my own treatment center called Into Action in Boynton Beach, and I opened it uh, in uh, January of 2012, and I had it through summer of 2016 for over four years. And <clears throat> while I had it, I started working on opening a detoxification center, which took me about five years, and I was successfully able to open it, uh, and we had our first client walk in May 10th, of 2017. So then what was the connection to NAD? I mean, where did your interest in this come about or why did yeah. you decide to add it to your treatment you know, protocols? So when I, when I started looking into detox protocols, I knew for a fact that I'm going to do a lot of IVs. I believe in IV. I believe in uh, uh, a lot of uh, distressors that come with uh, uh, the intravenous protocol. It's amazing for alcoholics. Uh, it really works. But I knew for a fact that there's many more things that just amino acids or uh, Myers cocktails out there. So about five years ago, I went on a hunt and I started researching different things out there. At that point, I had a director of nursing that me and Phil were working together on creating the program. And uh, I, I basically gave her homework to find me this uh, protocol that would be revolutionary. So one night she called me and she said, Andre, I found this doctor in the swamps of Louisiana. He sounds a little crazy, but I think you're going to relate to him. So I called the doctor. I, yeah, I talked to him for a couple of hours over the phone, and I felt that what he does is amazing. So, but I couldn't believe that what he was telling me over the phone. So me and Barbara, we flew out to Louisiana the next weekend. We spent the whole weekend there from Friday through Monday. Or I don't remember. It was three or four days that we shadowed the doctor. She was very welcoming. She was very kind to allow us to walk around and talk to the patients. <clears throat> and we would look at his protocols. And all of he does, all of everything that he does in Louisiana, and it's called Springfield Wellness Center. And he's been practicing NAD since 2005. Um, uh, he actually worked out his own protocol that we utilize called Brain Restoration Plus. Okay. Um, uh, Dr. Midier and Paula Norris, his uh, wife, um, both been really dedicated uh, their lives to this. So when I saw it, when I shadowed the patients, when I talked to them, when I talked to the doctor, I realized that what they're doing is absolutely tremendous. It's revolutionary. And I lost my sleep. And I was asking the doctor, how come nobody is else talking about it? How come... Uh, the whole world is not utilizing NAD. It's so holistic. It's so natural. You, I mean, you know, I knew from uh, getting into the recovery, um, I knew that, you know, it was very eye-opening uh, and overwhelming experience for me almost 12 years ago when I realized that I have a deep reality deep within me, that within that deep reality, there's a possibility for me to create a turnaround. So, you know, I attribute my recovery to... Um, you know, to an ability for me to take responsibility for my actions and believing in the fact that I'm not God and believing in the fact that there is a power better and bigger than myself that can restore me. Um, and, you know, same thing was here. It was very, very eye-opening. So I want to follow up on that, actually. So you said that 
um, it's not really being used across the U.S., you know, and I was not really familiar with it. You know, as I mentioned, when we first started talking, I was even a little bit skeptical. Um, I wanted to learn more and kind of get into it. So is, is there anywhere across the U.S. or Europe that are using NAD? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So I know majority of the NAD players around the world. Um, uh, there's amazing, amazing um, Professor Ross Grant in Sydney, Australia, and he really concentrates on NAD and studying of Alzheimer and Parkinson. He's, that, that, this guy is out of this world. And you can Google him up and get information about him, Ross Grant. Uh, there was a gentleman in Great Britain that just opened up uh, a facility in Barcelona. Uh, he has a website called nadcell.com. Uh, and uh, he's uh, truly an amazing individual. Uh, he doesn't do much of the benzos. He doesn't do much of the synthetic stuff. He mostly works with alcoholics. Okay. And he has his own system, but he's NAD devo devotee. Uh, there's also Dr. Mildrem out of California that does uh, NAD treatment center. He's absolutely astounding. Um, and uh, there's also Ann Rogers. She does NAD concierge out of L.A., Beverly Hills area. She's she's awesome, awesome uh, human being. Uh, there's Dr. Peters in Arizona. Well, there's uh, quite a few practice. people, it sounds like. Yeah, um, yeah there's about 30 people okay. around the world that practice NAD and really believe in it and, uh, and you know, do it, uh, yeah, and really, I, I think, make a difference. But it certainly hasn't caught on yet. So, you know, you kind of posed that question before, but why do you think that it's not more widely used if you're if you seeing results or if you think it's, a, it's as effective as it is? Okay, so... Uh, there's two things that actually due to that. One of them is the fact that it's not covered by insurance, mm. and uh, it's a truly, simply holistic uh, modality, and um, it's not, it's not really cheap. Okay. You know. That, uh, so the price question is always important, right? Insurance and price. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we charge a thousand dollars per day for the inpatient. Mm -hmm. IV protocol with with uh, private chef and all of the modalities that we offer, which is a slew of them. A uh, majority of the uh, facilities around the world are outpatient, so you come and go, mm -hmm. and they charge anywhere between thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a day, and that obviously become becomes a barrier. And another thing that I also think uh, is uh, is uh, why it's not really moving forward is the fact that majority of the doctors do not work on a continuum of care yeah, and that that's where there has to be a clear understanding if i'm not supporting my patient to work on themselves to get into fellowship to get with a therapist to continue doing the work on themselves they're most likely going to go back to their familiar ways mm -hmm. it's yeah. normal for alcoholics to drink it's abnormal for alcoholics not to drink <laughs> So even though we put the person through an amazing protocol and on day 9, 10, they're going to feel amazing and they're not going to have any cravings, you understand that in a matter of six to eight months, their NAD levels organically will start getting depleted. So a lot of doctors offer so-called boosters for them to come back once in a year or, or a couple of times a year for a few IV protocols. But I believe it's still not sufficient enough because, as I mentioned, there has to be a change in thinking, mindset, and outlook.
Mm-hmm. It's not just chemical. There's also a lot of behavioral. There's also a lot of uh, uh, habitual things. There's just so many things that has to be encompassed in recovery that you cannot just say, well, we're going to put you on the 10-day IV. You're going to feel uh, amazing, uh, high five. You can just go home and continue your life. No. Right, right. Yeah, and it's always important for, I think, especially the patients to understand because there has been a trend, right, for people to think that, you know, there is some kind of chemical cocktail, you know, whether it's Suboxone or Vivitrol that is somehow going to cure you, you know, which um, we know really isn't the case. <laughs> Everybody wants microwavable answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. <laughs> so let's dig into that a little bit and kind of clarify what the difference is between NAD and medically assisted treatment. You know, so how, how do you distinguish between what you're providing and then what Suboxone or Vivitrol does? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the difference between both is uh, the NAD is a part of your body that, that regenerates your body. The uh, majority of the um, Suboxone or Subutex or uh, Vivitrol or uh, whatever medications are, are the blockers. And, you know, the blocker is uh, something that a continue, continuous chemical into your body. So you're substituting one chemical with another. And um, even though it could give a temporary effect and it can work as the slow taper, I don't believe in a maintenance, which is lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, you know, if you look at the statistics for methadone, uh, majority of the methadone patients uh, could easily be my uh, detox clients um, and if they had a continuum of care. You know, there, in the United States, there's over 3,000 people that die from methadone overdoses on an annual basis. Hmm. That's, that's the statistics that you can get. Uh, I mean, it's, it's an official statistics. Uh, how many of the people die because they overdose because they mix up methadone with other things? It's That, that number is much higher. Reality is that... Uh, Most of the time, the reason that I get when we talk about MIT is that this is all better than somebody's dying. And uh, I I would agree that everything is better than somebody's dying. But if you you really uh, go and do the uh, survey of people that are on methadone, lifetime methadone, and uh, just uh, survey them on the level of life satisfaction, um, you, you're going to get really measly results. So my thing is that if we are to offer methadone treatment, then with that methadone treatment, we have to offer uh, some fellowship. We have to offer some therapeutic approaches, not just uh, somebody showing up uh, day in and, and day out for their dosage and then getting, uh, you know, getting uh, off to, uh, to the street. Because uh, that's, that's really very, um, that's very sad. Yeah. I mean, I've had a client, one of my first and 80 patients was from Brooklyn. We got him off 90 milligrams of methadone. And I sat down with him a few times, and they were discussing how she was treated uh, going through the methadone clinic. And she mentioned to me that nobody ever told him about the possibility that he can stop or taper. Hmm. As a matter of fact, with methadone, uh, you have an ability to up your dose any given time. And it's not regulated by your doctor. It's regulated by you yourself. 
So you can come to your doctor and tell him, you know what, I'd like to up my dose. I, I just feel that I'd, I'd be better that way. And the doctor will say, absolutely. It's not, <clears throat> nobody will tell him, oh, no, wait a second. Maybe we can start working on your taper and integrating you into the society, into the fellowship. Maybe we can start working on getting you a primary therapist that you can come and see on a weekly basis to work on the things that you really need to work on. See, the re- reality is majority of the people, there's very small percentage of the people that constitutionally, physically, will need some medication. And those are people that have some severe mental health. Majority of the rest of the people have some unresolved stuff inside of them. And until that stuff that they have inside is not going to get resolved, they're going to continue reaching for some type of a medication, some type of alleviation of their pain. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think that's really important to, you know, I think Super you know, we're, it's interesting, right? Because there, there is this sometimes hardcore focus on the medical aspect of addiction, but at the end of the day, it's not really just a medical disease. I mean, people suffer a lot, their environment, their personal struggles, their spiritual struggles. I was just reading a really good report by the Recovery Research Group, which who I love. If, if anyone out there is listening, you should definitely check into the Recovery Research Group. They do some amazing work. Um, but, you know, they were looking at all the different reasons why people use, you know, is it chronic pain for a physical issue? Is it avoidance? Is it recreational for fun? And there are a lot of different reasons why people start to use and abuse and eventually, you know, fall into addiction. And it's usually not because they have some sensitivity to, you know, substance abuse or they're more likely genetically predisposed, whatever, um, to get addicted. There, there are very specific reasons in their lives that they go and they tend to get the abuse and the medical piece might amplify that, but it's usually rarely the catalyst, right? Um, so I want to kind of get uh, some deeper clarification here, though. So you're talking about, you know, MET, you're saying, okay, you should be tapering that off. Um, if you're making that part of your treatment, but would you say the same thing for NAD? Is NAD something that's supposed to be tapered off? No, no, no. NAD is just the standard protocol. So if it, it, it could be longer, it could be shorter. Uh, and uh, if you, you know, it's 10 day protocol, 10 to 13 day ID protocol. Once you off, what we do is we sit down with you and we work out a plan of action for you from nutritional plan of action to, to a therapeutic plan of action. And uh, there's certain things that you want to start doing and make it, uh, make it as a good habit for you. If you make good diet, a good habit, you're going to do it for the rest of your life. If you make exercise a good habit and do it at least twice or three times a week, it will become a great habit for the rest of your life. Sure. So is the NAD <laughs> you, part of those habits? I mean, are they supposed to come for absolutely. regular injections? Okay. No, um, if, if, if your level of an ID gets depleted or if you feel really you become vulnerable in a matter of six to eight months, it, it'll be uh, therapeutic. It'll be uh, very um, healthy for you to come in and do a one or two day drip. Okay. Yes. Yes. However, when before our patients sleep, we give them a nasal spray of an ID that they, they utilize for another two or three weeks. Um, I have somebody from Canada. Uh, that utilize an NAD for themselves for anti-aging uh, reasons for uh, him and his wife, both been coming to us for two years uh, on the uh, concierge level. And this couple, they do a nasal on a monthly basis. They don't stop doing nasal. I do nasal pretty much daily. Um, uh, which, you know, so there's things you can continue doing for yourself 
on, uh, you know, uh, pretty much any given time. So if we're looking at NAD levels, is there a test that you can take on yourself to say, okay, you know, my NAD levels are low or high or whatever? I'm, I'm working on uh, having that test at my facility. We have not been able to uh, acquire it yet, but we're going to have the neurotransmitter level test and NAD level test very shortly. Okay. And then kind of going back to the difference between Suboxone, Vivitrol, Methadone, and NAD. So obviously with a lot of these medically assisted treatments, they are um, blocking the cravings, right? So they mitigate craving. And at the same time, they also limit your ability to get high off of an opioid, for example. So is Correct. NAD doing the same or is it doing something different? No, NAD doesn't block anything. What it does is it regenerates your cells. It basically goes to your molecular level. You go straight to the source. So what you do is you revive those cells in your body that have been either dead or dormant, and those cells start firing up. So basically, it's like you're driving on a, a very bad road, and all of a sudden you're getting on the highway. That's what happens when you get into NAD, just metaphorically to explain it. Um, and then I just wanted to go, go back, revert for a second to what sure. we're talking about um, but we're talking about if you don't work on what's going on the inside, you, it's really going to be hard for you to turn around. Mm. You know, statistics shows that uh, there are over 42 million people in the United States uh, that get uh, sexual uh, abuse. So if you think about the coping mechanism of these 42 million people, if they're not going to get proper treatment, the majority of the people coping mechanism becomes the substance. Yeah, right. It, this is just one of the one of the sides of it. You know, a lot of patients that we have that come to us and we work with, we realize that there's there's so much unresolved trauma, and that nobody ever touched it, nobody ever ever even went there. And these people be in a number of treatment centers. It's very very sad news. Yeah, right. I mean, you you have to work on the whole individual. It takes a long time. I and mean, if you were sexually abused for, you know, 15 years of your life or longer, you're not going to be able to reverse that in 28 days of treatment, you know, and that's just Impossible. reality. Yeah. Impossible. It, it, it might take a lifetime of uh, treatment. Yeah, yeah, with, absolutely. With a step down, with a mm -hmm. continuum of care. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's very good for people to follow up with counselors on a regular basis, you know, depending on, on what life issues they're struggling with. You know, I completely agree. Okay, so, so just kind of revamping everything we've talked about and just kind of clarifying for the listeners here. So it sounds like NAD really fits into more of the good nutrition, um, dieting, kind of healthy component of treatment. So I know a lot of treatment centers are moving towards uh, sorry, nutritional plans and special diets and things like that to rejuvenate or you know, replace certain neurotransmitters, I think sometimes is a theory. So it sounds like NAD kind of fits in that model. So it's holistic, it's organic, um, you're working on your health, but it's not, uh, it's not in any way, shape or form, something that limits cravings or helps you deal with your addiction. Is that correct? I, no, it does. It absolutely does. As I said, day six and seven, most of the time your cravings either uh, eliminated or they drastically, drastically reduced. Okay. Um, NAD works amazingly with alcohol, um, alcoholics and opiate addicts. Amazingly. Hmm. You know, Adam Hofer, uh, who with Linus Paulding uh, 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 started automolecular therapy in the 1960s 
is a gentleman that uh, really started pushing niacin treatment. And Bill W., a gentleman, a founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, mm -hmm. who recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body of alcoholism, was dogged by severe depression all his life. Mm -hmm. So in 1960, somebody told him to meet up with Abram Hopper, and they met in New York City, and Abram told him, uh, Bill, start taking lots of niacin. And you will get better. So Bill started taking nice, and not only he started taking lots of nice, and he started giving it away to all of his friends, actress, uh, actresses, journalists, uh, movie producers, and they all had got the results. And then he went to alcoholic doctors, and he claimed to them that they need to start giving out uh, nice into their depressed or schizophrenic alcoholics, so they could get better. And then the headquarters of AA came up on Bill, and they told him, you're not an MD, how can you do this, practice it? So he kind of backed away from um, AA, but the past 11, last 11 years of his life, he dedicated to niacin treatment, and uh, he wrote three articles on studying 500 alcoholic schizophrenics and them getting better from niacin. And fermented niacin is NAD. Hmm. Okay. All right, so you know the purpose of this podcast is definitely to provide recovery executive directors, owners with insights into different business options out there. And so one of the reasons I wanted to do this podcast was you know expose people to a, a new method or a new nutrient that they might not be aware of that they might want to look at incorporating to their program. But I'm also curious because it's new and it's not very well known. Um, it sounds like it's a lot of cash pay because insurance isn't covering it. You know, have you found it difficult to market and drive admissions for the program, or what kind of people are you connecting with, and, and how are you connecting with them? Okay, so uh, we uh, right now we probably get about twenty to thirty percent of all of our patients at all times that are NAD specifically that are seeking out and looking for us. Okay, uh, I have a website called futurenowdetox.com that has over two hundred authentic articles that we wrote on NAD. Uh, we, I also have a website that I created that's uh, called AskMeAboutNAD.com that actually has 12 different buttons, and each of them has scientific research behind the button that explains how it affects and how it helps its autistic spectrum, schizophrenia, PTSD, uh, anti-aging, so on and so forth. It's mainly educational website. Um, and, uh, you know, I've got uh, patients that flew to Florida from... Uh, Canada, and I've got clients that flew to us from Brooklyn, New okay. York. Uh, so we have people that are seeking out this uh, natural way uh, and really want to stop, uh, you know, the cycle. I tell you, one of my biggest victories just happened about a month and a half ago at a gentleman that we were able to get off Klonopin that he was put on at the age of 21. He's now 53 years old, and we were able to get him off Klonopin. This is, hmm. you know, that's, that's pretty big. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Oh, so that's really interesting. So there, there's a whole kind of culture of people out there that are looking for NAD-specific treatment. Absolutely. And I tell you more that we don't have a cap. Like a lot of places, they tell you, well, if you're on 160 milligrams of methadone, we cannot take you. You have to drop it down to 90 or 85. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. Whatever the amount people are taking of Valium, Xanax, alcohol drinking, uh, methadone, it doesn't matter. We will just work out an individual, individualized specific plan for them to clear them off. Interesting. Okay, so you just mentioned some other SSRIs in there um, in terms of depression and anxiety and um, schizophrenia, I think you mentioned. So also, are you using this treatment to help people get off of other um, mental health medications? 
there's there's a slew of people that uh, that take on a daily basis uh, so, some type of medication mm-hmm. that would like to get off. There's also a slew of people that have post-acute withdrawals because they were on Valium for let's say 16 years of their life. They're already off the Valium, but the post-acute withdrawals are so 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 bad, and it has so much uh, uh, psychosomatic effect that absolutely we can definitely help with. Oh, and it is amazing, okay. amazing uh, that way. Huh. And, and so I'm assuming that you guys have psychiatrists and, and licensed professionals on uh, staff medical, to provide that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have a medical director who's a psychiatrist, Jose Santero. I have LNP that comes in on a daily basis and sees everybody. We do psych eval, we do evaluation, we do physical examination. Uh, we have a psychodrama therapist. We have a primary therapist, skin tattoos. Uh, we have art therapists. We have uh, yoga therapists. We have a doctor uh, shader that comes in and does chiropractic services and nutritional groups. We have um, personal chef. We have doctor of acupuncture, Andrew. I mean, we have a lot of modalities that are standard that I don't charge any extra for. Hmm. Okay. Well, really interesting. Well, you know, like I said, I was really interested in kind of learning more about NAD and what it was because I wasn't quite sure myself before getting on. So I really appreciate all the explanations and the history. Andre, is there anything else that you want to mention that we didn't cover um, as we wrap up here? Uh, it, there's a few names of the NAD that are out there. Uh, you know, you, it's called it's, it's pure vitamin B3. Uh, some people also used to call it in the 60s, it used to be called ZPM. Um, and uh, uh, just from historic, uh, historic perspective, <coughs> there used to be Dr. Hitt, who had a clinic in Tijuana, Mexico, who actually practiced NAD, and uh, he used to ship out NAD to the United States, but he would remove the label of NAD and post an amino acid on it. So, um, you know... Only until 2005, uh, it was found out that it was NAD. So that's a very interesting historic fact about it. Uh, so if somebody would tell you that NAD is amino acid, it's not. It has, um, it's, it's a straight vitamin B3. It's uh, fermented niacin, and it's an amazing, amazing substance that I think uh, it's, uh, you know, it can create. I believe that NAD can catapult somebody to create a difference in their life and prepare them to start doing the work that is so vital and necessary for them to change their life. So a uh, quick question that you made me think of there, you know, so we actually, we do some marketing for um, pharmaceuticals from time to time for um, different health supplements. And there's a lot of restrictions around that, especially with the FDA. So do you have any FDA regulations in terms of what you're talking about with NAD, NAD sorry, NAD and what it can do? It's a straight, it's a straight uh, supplement. So, it, it, the uh, Dr. Media right now is going through preliminary st- studies that she wanted, she's, she's trying to, um, uh, I think that process is called EBR, the preliminary studies uh, prior to getting into the approval process, but it's probably going to take a couple more years until we're going to be able to get there. Hmm. I was just wondering, because sometimes we'll do things for like probiotics or liver health or um, retina health. And I know that when we market those, we have to be very careful. Like we can't, obviously you can't promise results. Um, you know, you can't say that, hey, this product is definitely going to do this or cure this. It has to be a little bit more generic. And so I was just, I'm assuming that NAD would be similar in the ways that you, you talk about it in your marketing materials. Yes. 
Okay. All right. Well, Andre, I really appreciate it. Listeners out there, I hope you enjoyed Andre's or having Andre on the show here. Uh, really interesting to learn about something new as always. If you are listening to this on your computer, you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, iTunes, Stitcher, basically anywhere that there's podcasts, you should be able to find us and you can download and listen into your car. Um, so sometimes people don't realize that, but you can download it right onto your phone and actually listen to it through your Bluetooth in your car on the way to work or on the way home. And so I definitely encourage you to do that and please share with anyone else that you might find is interested in this topic and in this podcast. And once again, Andre, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And we look forward to uh, staying in touch. And listeners, look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was awesome. Bye-bye.